to get you to sit. We're going to sit comfortably. I'm going to actually teach this tonight in a very, um, a very traditional way. Um, I was just thinking back. Um, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I actually figured it was probably like uh, 43 years ago, actually, that I um, attended my first Shivaratri. Um, it was actually the time that I went on my um, yoga teacher's training course, um, and it was in the, it was very nice place in the Bahamas. So and uh, so I remember, and it was in February. Um, the course, the the teacher's course was in February, and Shivaratri, you know, January, you know, as a calendar event. It's I mean, in India, you know, it's not. I know that it's not spring here, but in India, um, it's considered like a a spring festival um, and usually it will be you know most times it's either February March you know that time so and I just was thinking back today that the first yeah 43 my god 43 years ago first Shivaratri was during my um, teachers training course um, and at that time um, no we're not well you can if you wish um, you know we actually stayed up the whole you, you actually traditionally um, you stay up the whole night, you know, you're very welcome to do this if you want. Um, and so um, that's, and then you do various, you know, a lot of it's, which we'll do, what I was thinking a little bit tonight is I'm going to just introduce, you know, some of the practices, you know, um, not for the whole night, but just, you know, and those practices, you know, they don't really change. A lot of it is around uh, the repetition of the Shiva mantra, Om Namah Shivaya. So I actually thought um, that we would actually, because I'm going to get you to, I mean, you, you know, to repeat yourself, you know, out loud or mentally, uh, I thought we actually would do this at the beginning um, so that you could actually use that mantra, if you wish, uh, for, if you like, the silent practice of meditation. So what we call a repetition of a mantra, so I just, you know, I'm going to put the background of this, is called Japa meditation. So Japa means the repetition of a mantra. And I always like to describe, you know, explaining the word in English, the word mantra, because sometimes you'll see a Sanskrit word and you say mantra. Okay, that's one word. But actually in Sa Sanskrit, that's two words. Man is the one part of the word and TRA is the second part. So the man part, the first part, means the mind. So that sort of represents, that means mind. The TRA part actually means um, liberation. So actually a mantra means, in a sense, that which liberates you from the mind. Okay, and we would, what we would really mean by that is the restlessness of the mind, mantra. So... That's I always think an important thing to understand about a mantra that that's the, um, you know, the I'll use the word potency, <laughs> if you like, within that sound. Okay. So, and then I would always say, you know, you can't make up mantras. You know, the only thing you can say about a mantra, it exists. You know, it's like uh, if you think of gravity, you say, well, gravity exists. Okay. Nobody, um, kind of invented gravity, um, who was it now? Uh, Newton, okay, Newton, yeah, if my uh, 
memory serves me right, Newton, you could say, discovered gravity, but it existed already. So mantras are, in effect, sounds or combination of sounds that exist already. You know, you say gravity exists, mantras exist. But the word mantra, especially, you know, the word TRA, you, you'll find that word to liberate in lots of, those of you who practice yoga, you probably might know the word yantra or tantra. The word TRA means to, to liberate. So that's actually what it's, I always think it's important to understand what a mantra is. It's not a made up sound. You know, you can't make them up. <laughs> All you can say is, is they exist. So the mantra that's particular to this night um, is Om Namah Shivaya. So sometimes that's called a, a five-syllable mantra. Na, don't, don't worry about the Om, but Na. So you can, I'll go through this step by step. So Na, N-A, Na, Ma, Shi, Vai, Ya. Na, Ma, Shi, Vai, Ya. So those are the five syllables of the Shiva mantra. There's all kinds of uh, symbolisms and things that are wrapped around mantras. So Nama Shivaya, sometimes, okay, some people hold that Na represents earth, Ma represents water, Shi represents fire, Va represents um, air, and Ya represents what we call ether or space. Nama Shivaya, so, and they represent those elements. So, so those of you, you know, I know a lot of you practice yoga, you're, you know, be familiar with chakras and you can follow the same pattern in the chakras, you know, the earth, earth, water, fire, air, ether. Ether means space. So Nama Shivaya, so sometimes it's held that those represent those elements, Nama Shivaya, earth, water, fire, air, space. I'm not going to say space or ether. So, and you realize each of those elements is more subtle. You know, the earth is the first one, water is more subtle, fire is more subtle, air is more subtle, ether or space. Oh, that's a better way to think of it. Space is more subtle. So, when we, you know, so those of you familiar with chakras, you can see how this also relates to mantras. You know, in fact, mantras, um, you can actually think of them in that same way too. That sound or the sound of a mantra has an influence on each chakra, like the chakras, you know, are along your spine. That's also a reason why we're emphasizing that you sit straight. Um, in fact, what we'll start with today would actually be a good understanding of this. We'll actually start with the Om Mantra. And you can think of the Om Mantra as a sound. And if you think of this as a sound that, that vibrates from the base of the spine, so that's the first, and it moves up the spine and eventually out through the top of the head. So we're going to, we'll repeat the Om Mantra. Um, again, that's also a very... Um, traditional way of starting any practice is to repeat Om, the Om mantra, or any mantra. Um, I'm just going to say this, in, even in terms of meditation, when you sometimes use mantras or you 
which is actually a really good idea is you learn some mantras and you repeat those mantras and it's almost as if you just in that repetition of the mantras you create a meditative state of mind so you know it's just like a, it's like a trigger you know when you use mantras and that's a nice way to think of it it's like a trigger for your mind your mind says okay i'm ready to sit for meditation so we'll just take a little time and we'll repeat together um you know so you're welcome just to listen or you know in your own house or place um to repeat the mantra om but i want you to kind of understand when you repeat especially the om mantra like and we talked about you know the energy centers along the spine you could think of it in some ways like a sound that starts at the base of the spine you know even though this is a sound that's coming out your mouth but the vibration is within you a sound that starts at the base of the spine up the spine and out through the top of the head so sometimes we'll do as a practice and you can you know explore this you can put one or both hands on um well we'll say the heart chakra i mean i don't mean the physical heart but the energy heart and even when you repeat the om you actually feel you'll feel the sound pass through that area within yourself okay so that's a very good way to understand about mantras in generally um, we'll come back to specific shiva mantra but we'll start with the om mantra so we'll just take a little time and repeat this together so inhale Om. Inhale. Om. Inhale. And 
if you just sit quietly for a few moments and just feel the effect. Um, sometimes it's spoken that that is a very, um, a very soothing effect on nervous system. Now, when we say sound, you know, when you think of sound and you can think of, you know, if I say like music, you know, you say, well, yes, music does um, affect the mind. So this is maybe on a, you know, more subtle level to repeat a mantra and the effect of the mantra, like if I can go back to, I said what the, the word actually means is a sound that liberates you, like frees you from the, um, restless of the restlessness of the mind. So you can just sit a few moments and yeah, just feel the effect of, of that practice. And again, just what I was saying is that if you think of that as a sound that actually is really a sound that comes from the base of the spine. I mean, if you were to be inside yourself, <laughs> it's a sound that comes from the base of the spine, up the spine and out through um, the top of the head. So that's why the spine, um, and that's why, you know, even to get you to sit and emphasize about um, sitting comfortably, because your spine um, is actually in terms of energy. Your spine is the main energy channel through which I'll use another Sanskrit term, prana or life force flows. You know, even we know the spine generally, you know, all the messages that come from the brain, you know, go to the spine and then they'll sent off to different, you know, parts of the body. So your spine is always considered um, that most important energy channel. I always say, and I sometimes use the analogy of uh, like, uh, like uh, in your house, you know, you have a, a whole electrical system, you know, of all kinds of wires, you know, and some of the wires, you know, they need to be bigger than other wires because they carry um, more current. So your spine is like, in that sense, it's like the main, it's the main wire. So, when we talk just in relation to tonight, Shiva Ratri, um, it's just, you know, this is relates um, to the new moon, but it's also, you know, it's said to be a particular time um, where I was going to say that, you know, the energy is a little more enhanced, but the energy is also enhanced within us if we sit with our spine straight. Okay. And that's also, you know, it also relates to meditation. I always say that if you, when you sit, if you have a slight inner arch of your lower back, so in other words, you're sitting nice and straight, that mentally you're more alert. You know, so it, it relates to um, a state of mind. So, so it's always, you know, and then even when we practice yoga, like we practice all the postures and, you know, a lot of those practices always think it's really good to think that they're going to bring you in time, bring yourself to a place where you can sit um, comfortably with your back straight. So just take a little time to just, you know, understand that. So that's a lot to do with your hips. You can also think about your shoulders too, because they may also, you know, not 
cause you to sit so straight. So you can always bring your shoulder blades a little bit together. And then you can just check where your head is too. That's it. Yeah, so just, yeah, before we do any other practice, just, you know, you can come back to your sitting posture. So when we sit for meditation, you know, the, the first practice of meditation is actually the physical practice of sitting. So just sit with the back straight. And then we're going to and it just come back, um, you know, to the mantra that, you know, has a particular um, relevance tonight, Om Namah Shivaya. So again, you can just, you know, eventually you'll become very, you know, familiar with um, mantras. Om Na, Na, if you will go through the five syllables, Na, Ma, Shivaya. But when you put them together, the mantra is Om Namah Shivaya. So we're going to um, repeat this mantra a few times. So let me also just be, actually just, yeah, I will also like to paint a little picture about mantras too, um, in terms of how they um, affect your mind. So I always think a mantra in a way, it's like a positive thought. You know, it's like filling your mind with a positive thought. So when you repeat a mantra, so you say, I mean, it's, it's often said, it's like um, your mind is described like a, like I'd say like a dusty mirror and you can't really see things clearly. Uh, but when you repeat a mantra, this is said to be, or have that, yeah, I'll say a cleansing or a purification practice for the mind so that you actually see more clearly. So that's actually also the, you know, the nature of a mantra. It's, a, it's sort of another way, another, all these analogies, it's like, um, think of your, you know, although we don't have, I know we have different kind of radios nowadays, but let's say you had an old radio, you know, where you had to, yeah, which in a sense we do, you have to tune the radio or to a particular frequency. So when you use a mantra, it's like you're tuning your mind to this particular um, frequency. Um, and so it has an uplifting effect. So it's like, it's almost, so that's why, you say like if you you know use a mantra as a practice um, that you can it's like you change your mind you change your mind from a negative state to a positive state um, you know so it's a really good mantras are a great way you know in your day you know we always say that this can be a, a practice to um, let's say free yourself from the stresses of the day just to take a few moments to you know repeat a mantra so. But the particular, I mean, this is not the only mantra, but the particular mantra that's um, associated with tonight um, is Om Namah Shivaya, Shiva mantra. So we always say that that has a, that has a cleansing effect, you know, that has a purifying effect on, on the mind. So we'll just take, again, so, so you may be already familiar with these mantras, but we'll just take a little time to repeat Om Namah Shivaya and eventually you know, you'll just know that this mantra. So, so we'll sit a few minutes and just, yeah, we can repeat out loud. Or if you just want to listen and repeat mentally, that you know, that it's, it doesn't really matter which way we do this. So, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, 
Om Namah Shivaya. 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 And if you just sit quietly again, and again, just, you know, maybe you can think a little bit more about that um, purification um, aspect of the mantra sound. So when we um, repeat a mantra as, as a practice, we, we call this Japa meditation, J-A-P-A, so Japa. And there are many types of Japa. So you can repeat a mantra mentally. You can repeat it out loud. Um, there's a practice called um, Lakita Japa, um, where you actually write the mantra down. Um, so I just, I brought, I don't know if you can see, <laughs> Um, you can have like a special um, notebook um, that actually, you know, it's a really, that is, a, it's a great, that's a, a very nice de-stressor. <laughs> um, sometimes I've even sat in coffee shops or just written mantras. So you can have a, like a special notebook and you write the mantra down. So, and as you're writing, it's like, as you write something, you say it at the same time. You know, so we, we call this Lakita Japa. And then um, another way, and I wanted to uh, also, yeah, I just introduce some practices. Um, if you can see this, this is called uh, uh, a Japa Mala. Okay, so all we call these Mala beads. Okay, so a Mala actually translates as a garland. Okay, so traditionally you have Mala beads, you have a, you have 108 beats. There's 108 beats. And there's one, I don't know if you can see, one specific bead has uh, sometimes like a little tassel on it. 
and you don't actually cross over that. So you, so you do 108 and then you switch the beads the other way around. So essentially as a practice, you roll the beads um, through your fingers. And as you roll one bead, you repeat the mantra. So let's say tonight we're using Om Namah Shivaya. So every time I roll a bead, I repeat. I mean, it can be out loud or mentally, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. When you get to what's called the mirror bead, you turn, you turn the mala around and you go in the other direction. So these, um, you can get malas made out of different um, sandalwood or another wood's called torsi. These ones are actually, um, they're also related actually quite a lot to tonight because they're called Rudraksha beads and they're quite um, specific to Shiva. So anyway, so, so then your, your meditation practice would be sitting um, for a certain number of mantras. So let, there's 108 beads. And so we say a mala is one, one circuit, let's put it that way. So if you were to sit for, let's say, and you did 10 malas, so you would do, actually do 10 times 108, you'd have repeated your mantra um, 1,080 times. So there are specific practices that you can do like that, where you actually, you know, you sit and you do a specific, or you do a specific number of, a, a day for a certain amount of time. So, but the whole point of a mantra is that you, it's like, you, it's, yeah, it is actually that, a purification of your, your mind. Um, so there are, anyway, those are the different, you know, either writing a mantra or, you know, what we call this one using mala beads, which are actually sometimes quite helpful because the, you have something in your hand. So it gets you to focus a little more easily. Okay. All right. So if you want to know you've been sitting a while, if you want to stretch your legs out and then we'll, we'll actually do a, um, a specific meditation um, and we'll, we'll, we'll use, yeah, we'll use tonight the mantra Om Namah Shivaya, but as, as a practice for our um, meditation, um, we'll repeat this mentally. Okay, so let's, we've already sort of gone through a little bit about sitting. So sit comfortably, legs crossed, always make sure that your hips are, you know, higher than your knees and that your spine is straight. So, yeah, think of your spine a bit like a hose pipe. You know, if, if the hose pipe is, you know, bent up, you know, the water can't um, flow freely through it. So this is very much like our spine. You know, I know, you, you know, yoga does emphasize flexibility of the spine, but for that reason too, that most, you know, the main energy channel is your spine. Then as far as your hands, um, you can set your hands. I'll just give you a couple of options. You may already have your own practice with this, um, like using what we call a mudra or specific hand position. Um, you can like a very classical one um, is called chin mudra, um, where you bring your first finger and your thumb together. Okay. And you sit your hands just, you know, above your knees. You can have your palms up or down or another that's called chin mudra. Another mudra, um, it's a very traditional Eastern practice where you have, um, you sit with palms upwards, one palm 
sits above the other palm. It doesn't, yeah, you just feel which one feels better. I would say mainly probably most times the right would be on top, but if you prefer the other way, that's fine. And you just join your thumb in the thumbs, touch lightly together. So, and just, yeah, just settle yourself there. Yeah, but pay particular attention to your spine. You know, when we talk about, you know, energy, you know, and we talk about the spine, that literally is the main energy channel. So there is actually, I mean, just Shiva Ratri this particular night, you know, there is a little emphasis on that of, you know, practices where you sit with your spine straight. Okay, and just close your eyes there. So when we come to, you know, repeat a mantra in meditation, in some ways you could say the trick is to synchronize the repetition of the mantra with the breath. So, you, you know, Om Namah Shivaya, you know, it's quite a short mantra. So that's probably, you know, quite comfortable to, you know, inhale Om Namah Shivaya, exhale Om Namah Shivaya. There's other mantras that are a bit longer and sometimes you may need to, you know, break them. And so just sit comfortably. So just if you can recall, you know, the sounds of, of the mantra Om Namah Shivaya. Now, when you do Japa meditation now, you have a, in a way, a choice, you know, not, you know, how quickly or slowly that um, you repeat the mantra, you know, but synchronize with your breathing. But the most important thing really is your focus. It's, it's not like a practice where you say, okay, I just want to, you know, get this finished, get this over with. So just, just come to you before we come even to the mantra just come to your breathing i'm just gonna maybe give you sometimes a helpful practice um, if you find it actually hard to focus the mind sometimes you can come to your breathing and breathe in such a way that you feel it's it's almost like you're um, breathing with a little cold you know so there's a little more breath in the, the back of the throat so sometimes if you really find it hard to focus on your breathing as such if you make that little sound. I mean, you won't carry on making that sound, but you can use that as an initial practice. Okay, so we're going to sit for 10 minutes tonight. So we're going to have a, you know, slightly, yeah, I just wanted to make this a slightly um, longer practice. So you had a little more of an in-depth um, practice of meditation, but, you know, there's no reason why you know, in time, you, you take these um, practices and, and make them longer. So, yeah, so we'll just get you to settle there. Just, you know, one aspect of meditation generally is that it would be so wonderful if you just gave your mind this practice, you know, inhale Om Namah Shivaya, exhale Om Namah Shivaya, and you might just stay there. It's like, perfect. Your mind would be so quiet, so peaceful. But we sort of know there'll be other thoughts that come along. Oh yeah, I got to do that tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And your mind will go off somewhere else. And if you realize the mind has gone somewhere else and you say, Oh, I've forgotten. I'm not repeating my mantra anymore. Um, then 
you have to bring the mind back and focus it again. So my yoga teacher often said, you know, when you're, when you really use a mantra that your mind actually becomes the mantra <laughs> or the mantra becomes your mind. Um, so, because that in a way, that's all that you hear is the mantra. And the other aspect just of a mantra is that you're in a sense using sound. Okay, and when we say we're using sound, most times when we think of sound, it's something outside of us. But actually this is a sound that's within yourself. And always say that your hearing is one of those senses that can take your mind outwards. But now we're using that to focus our mind inwards. Okay, so we're going to sit for 10 minutes. Um, you know, just sit as comfortable as you can. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if you really find it's a bit unbearable, you know, just take your own time, stretch your legs out as you need, and then, you know, come back to the practice. But in time, you, you, you'll be able to sit for longer. So, so, so we're going to sit for 10 minutes now. So you sort of have all the little stepping stones, the sitting posture. You can just bring your gently inhale, gently exhale, and we'll use, because it's quite you know special. Tonight, the mantra Om Namah Shivaya, we'll, we'll use that mantra. So inhale, so this is just a mental repetition now. Inhale, Om Namah Shivaya. Exhale, Om Namah Shivaya. So we're gonna sit with this practice for the next 10 minutes.
I don't know, just gently um, bring your mind back now. If you want to take um, a few moments, you can yeah, sit in a while. And then you also realize, you know, where all the other yoga comes in. <laughs> if it wasn't so comfortable to sit, um, so you can take a little time. Sometimes it's nice, you just, um, you know, bounce your legs up and down on the floor. And then we'll come to, again, a nice cross-legged sitting position. Yeah, so I'm giving you a little, I suppose it's like a little um, taster tonight of um, some of the sort of Shivaratri practices. Um, so don't worry if you don't have the sheet or you didn't um, write anything out. Um, I was going to do with you, um, so sometimes we call this kirtan. So it's actually to, um, I'll put it this way, repeat I'm gonna, mantras, but in a more, um, let's say the more musical way. Um, so this is called kirtan. Um, so I wanted to, so you're, um, sometimes you actually, it's, it's quite a nice way, not even to look at, um, you know, the, how it's written, but you just listen to how it sounds and you just, you know, repeat in your own mind. And that's a really good way to, um, you know, to, to, yeah, to learn mantras or kirtan. So anyway, I'll just, the, the Shiva kirtan that I chose, um, I mean, this may sound <laughs> a bit complex as it's all in Sanskrit, um, but, you know, it's actually good for you just to, you know, just to, Sanskrit was the actual, you know, the original language, which the um, yoga teaching was written in. So the ancients, it was all in Sanskrit. Um, and just on that subject itself, sometimes Shiva is called, um, it's called Adi Yogi. So Shiva, um, this is sort of more into the um, sort of, mythology um shiva is spoke often spoken about as being the first yogi so all the knowledge of yoga um came from shiva so he's often called adi adi means the first so shiva is like the first <laughs> um the first yogi so to speak um so you know sometimes you know a lot of the chanting is sort of i suppose in recognition of that fact because shiva doesn't it's not like not like Shiva is a person as such, um, but in that sense that I spoke about, it sort of represents knowledge. So you're sort of um, you're sort of um, being rever you know, having reverence for that knowledge. Um, so Shiva just represents that. Um, and just uh, while we're on, just a little bit more about the symbolism. So I wore uh, this specific uh, T-shirt <laughs> tonight. Um, or if you can see this too, this is, uh, anyway, this is called uh, da the dance in Shiva. Okay, or Nataraj, that's the official day. So, and Shiva represents, um, I'm gonna put it this way, the dance of um, cosmic energy, the dance of energy. Um, I don't, anyway, if you're, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but in Switzerland, uh, there's a place called CERN, and it's like this big laboratory, basically, where they take all these uh, atomic particles and they try to um, collide them together, you know, just to see, yeah, I mean, kind of, you would almost say where the universe came from, but in, in a, a scientific approach. And they have this, oh, I can't remember what it's called, this whole thing where they built miles and miles of this, where they collide all these atoms together 
and they try to they measure the particle tracks. And outside the building, <laughs> there is this statue. It sits outside the building. Okay, so because it's it's like a you know it's like a a personal you know representation of something that's very cosmic. Put it that way. And I always think of an example. It's like why do we need symbolisms? You know, like why do we need statues or whatever? And I always think like so. Let's say I want to give you a present. And I say, okay, I have this um, black and white photo, and it shows all the particle tracks. Okay, I can give you this photo, or I can give you this statue, you know. And you say, which one do you want? And I would say most people say, you know what? I'd like the statue, please, <laughs> because I can relate much more to a statue than I can to a photo. Other, you know, I'm not saying some people wouldn't choose the photo. Most people would use a statue. So it's like because we're more used to like symbolisms, you know. Uh, think of a flag. I mean, think. I mean, maybe even you know, especially in the days that we live now. Think of what a flag represents. You know, in the end, you know, in reality, it's just a piece of cloth. You know, it's got a few colors on. But what it really symbolizes is much, much, much more than just a flag. You know, just a, a bit of cloth. You know, so. So what these kind of symbols, you know, uh, whether it's Shiva or, you know, Vishnu or Krishna, they sort of represent knowledge or a higher truth. So that's kind of why we use them anyway. And, and that's like, um, you know, so just to understand a little bit, the, the symbolism of Shiva too, in, in this sense, represents that dance of energy. So it's called, the, if you like, the cosmic dancer, put it, you can think of it like that. Uh, so I'm going to just um, repeat this kirtan. Um, you may have it written down, may not. You can just listen, join in um, as you wish. And I'll give you sort of, um, you know, how it sounds in a musical sense, if I put it that way. So this is Hara Hara Mahadev. You don't have this written down anyway. This, this is Shiva kirtan. Hara Hara Mahadev Shambho. Kashi Vishwanatha Gange. So that's the the words. So uh, so if you want to see that or just listen, we'll just take a little time. Just so you have a little taste of actually you heard or maybe you heard the word kitan. This is what it you know, this is what it means. Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambo Kashi Vishwanatha Gange. Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambo. Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange 
Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Then you can even add clapping Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange Hara Hara Mahadeva Shambho Kashi Vishwanatha Gange So that's your taste of Kirtan. Um, and actually just on the subject tonight, um, sometimes what I've done, I do it quite often on Shivaratri, you know, now we live in such a digital world. Um, you can just Google Shivaratri and often you'll find some temple <laughs> in India or some temple in New York and there's all these like um, ceremonies going on. And it's actually really, you know, just to get, you know, okay, I'm going to say the full picture. <laughs> um, so if you, yeah, like that's the official word, live stream, you'll find so many, you know, live streams of Shivarachi. So, you know, if you're interested, you know, this is our little taster, so to speak, um, you know, but you're, you'll see in, in probably a, a much greater ceremonial way, you know, different, um, you know, throughout the world, um, if you go on YouTube, just just Google Shivaratri live or something like this. And it's actually quite fascinating, interesting to see all the different um, traditions, practices. Okay, so we're just going to, uh, this is really, um, again, quite traditional as a concluding mantra. Um, this is called the Maha Miju Jaya Mantra. That's also a Shiva mantra. Um, a little background of this, um, when I lived in various um, yoga camps, ashrams, my yoga teacher, we would always um, repeat this mantra whenever you went on a journey or even you went for a drive before you started the car, um, anything like this, um, we would always be encouraged, I'll put it that way, <laughs> encouraged to repeat this mantra because um, this mantra was considered to be I'm going to say like a kind of protection from accidents or, you know, anything like that. Um, so this is called the Maha Mitra Jaya Mantra, um, but it's also a, a Shiva Mantra. So it's considered, you know, it's considered a very important mantra. Um, and quite often, you know, we would finish our ceremonies, practices with this particular mantra. Um, you know, actually in a really traditional sense, um, even in, you know, I don't do this so much in classes here, but, you know, sometimes in different settings, we would conclude a yoga class with this, this mantra. Um, and it, if I was to translate it into English, it's like, um, it's about, may I be liberated. So it sort of relates to the same concept as like the word mantra, sound, tra means to liberate. So this mantra is really, you know, may I be liberated, may I be free from the, you could say the restlessness of my mind. So we're going to um, repeat this three times. So you're welcome to listen. Um, this one, if you really wanted to learn it, I remember one time in one of my classes, someone, you know, they learned this, it took them, I think it was three weeks. <laughs> so if you really want to, you know, you can find this one definitely on YouTube and you just, you just love, you just learn it and then you'll have it and then you can use it in your own life. 
So this is called the Maha Jaya Mantra. We'll just repeat this three times. Or you can just listen to this three times. Om Trayambagam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivadanam Uvarikam Vavandanam Echu Makshiyam Amritad Om Trayambagam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivadanam Uvarikam Vavandanam Echu Makshiyam Amritad Om Trayambagam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivadanam so we'll just conclude, um, we'll just sit for a few more minutes as the time has come to us, but don't feel this is the end of your <laughs> Shivaratri. I'm sure you can, you know, find something online um, um, just to kind of, yeah, get more of this experience. So again, if you sit um, cross-legged, the back is straight. You know, if you were to, um, if you were to stay up all night, <laughs> they said that this is a way to overcome uh, what we call in yoga tamas, means inertia. So it's a way to, um, a way to conquer inertia. So if you feel so inclined, <laughs> um, but otherwise, we'll just sit for a few minutes. Um, again, just mentioned about sitting with the back straight eyes closed you know that is you know just genuine yoga that understanding about the spine being the main energy channel and that importance particularly meditation the importance of our energy flow in general of sitting with your or bringing the spine straight so keeping your neck and spine in a straight line yeah. and we'll just use yeah we'll use the om namah mantra so you can yeah, we'll just sit for another minute or two with this practice and then we'll finish and we'll conclude with um, three alms together. So just, so eventually, you know, just generally about a mantra, you know, in time, um, you, like the traditional practice is in time, you feel connected to a particular mantra. I'm just saying, for example, you feel very connected to Om Namah Shivaya. So then you would, this would be your, I'm going to like your core. This is like your theme song. <laughs> so this would be your main mantra. It's not that you never repeat any other mantras, but this is your main practice. So, um, and that becomes your, yeah, your habit, your practice, your focus. And you sort of, you, you establish this um, pattern in your mind. You know, you establish this very positive pattern. And the most beautiful thing about a mantra is that you can repeat a mantra anywhere, anytime, any place. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. You know, so whether you, you know, whether you write it down, whether you say it out loud, whether you say it mentally, um, yeah, it doesn't really matter where you are. Anytime, any place. If you have a hard time sleeping, just repeat your mantra. So we'll sit a couple of minutes. Just you can focus on the, just for tonight because it's quite particular to tonight the mantra Om Namah Shivaya. Inhale Om Namah Shivaya. Exhale Om Namah Shivaya.
So we'll just conclude our session with the um, three ohms together. Um, so again, you can, yeah, just this even in itself, you know, the Om mantra, I mean, we didn't really, you know, we could spend a whole other session speaking about Om, but, you know, the Om mantra also, you know, any mantra has a very soothing effect really on your nervous system, mind, many, many layers and levels. So we'll finish with the Om mantra. Actually, for the last Om, uh, be maybe nice if you want to, and we can sort of hear everybody with this one too. Um, if you want to um, unmute your microphone, I mean, you don't have to do this, um, but if you want to do that, then we can kind of uh, uh, repeat this all together. Um, otherwise, you know, and we'll, we'll finish with the three ohms together. So again, just the importance of sitting with your back straight. That's actually where the sound ohm, and so if you relay that to your spine, it's a sound that starts at the base of the spine and comes right out through the top of the head. So we're finished with three ohms together. Inhale. is very still, peaceful, keeping this with you. So I'm just going to officially um, stop the recording, but you're very welcome to um, 